1: If you're struggling with alcohol or drugs, Recovery Centers of America can help. RCA's local inpatient and outpatient programs are founded on science and delivered with heart from an expert caring team who will inspire and guide you every step of the way. Call 1-800-941-2358 to speak with a treatment advisor. At RCA, you'll be in a community that builds connections and fosters support from peers and RCA's team of medical professionals. At RCA's state-of-the-art campuses, they tailor your treatment. Treatment to you and also offer specialized programs for patients with history of trauma or relapse for young adults, for adults 50 plus, for LGBTQ patients who wish to seek treatment without worry of stigmas, a confidential program for first responders and military and a faith-based program. Recovery Centers of America accepts patients 24-7 and is in network with most insurance providers. Don't wait. Call 1-800-941-2358. 800-941-2358.
0: You You just said about Gary Trent and Fred Van Vliet backcourt not working. Um, Obviously, I mean, both the big the big reason to me is that they're both best as catch and shoot guys. Neither of them are really fantastic creators or playmakers. So that makes me think about something I've been thinking about a lot in terms of this draft. And I mean, it's a scenario that's not all that likely and we'll move on from it after this. But like if the Raptors say get the third overall pick um, in the draft and they have a choice between. Jalen Green and Jalen Suggs. Uh, Hoop Goose, you are more of a draft guy than us for sure, so wow. I'll, I'll give this to you first. Like, Who do you think is a better fit for the Raptors out of the two Jalens in the draft, and why? It's,
2: it's, it's a pretty interesting contrast because it really tests your basketball philosophy. So they are both kind of have the same weakness in terms of that they're both not good at dribbling like mm-hmm. Jalen Green uh he can dribble in terms of just like making space for his own shot but like if you have him in ISO right now he's not going to get to the rim on his own you saw he saw he got uh, the first couple of G League games he got locked up by uh Nico Mannion the uh G League carrot top uh- <laughs> <laughs> Steph Curry's bro yeah.
3: yeah the legend
2: the legend and with Suggs, uh, just because of the context that he played in, that we didn't really see this weakness much until, uh, I don't know if you guys caught the, the championship game, but he couldn't do much in the half court because of his weakness dribbling. So in that sense, neither of them are going to be able to be that guy who just initiates your whole offense that way. I think with Green, you have somebody that is more of like a finisher type, so you can you can give him the ball in, in like a late shot clock type thing and then he'll be able to score or you can uh, he can space a little bit he's got like a, he's got a really nice three point shooting season so you can put him in the Norman Powell role basically in the first year or so and then yeah. hopefully he grows from there as a creator with Suggs it's a little different uh, I like to think of him as like if you took Lonzo ball and you gave him like a lot more juice. That's kind of what Jalen Suggs would look like. Uh, his, yeah. strengths, his strengths are already the Raptors' strengths, like, in terms of mm-hmm. just transition. And like, he's really good in transition. Like, he'll hit those Lowry-type uh, quarterback touchdown passes. But in the half court, he might struggle a bit. So neither of them are ideal. It's just the type of team that you're trying to build, or you're trying to build a team, that is transition-based, that's always moving the ball, uh, looking for the mm-hmm. next good to great shot, Spurs basketball, that's that's Jalen Suggs. If you're looking uh, for a, a little more classic two-guard type, uh, you know, slow down, uh, you can throw him the ball in the ISO, then that's Jalen Green. So it depends on what you're really trying to do with the roster.
3: Yeah. No, I'm a, I'm a big fan. I've mentioned – I remember Orin. This is like a month ago when we first started mentioning those top prospects on the Fade for Kate hashtag was at its strongest all over Twitter. Um, We started mentioning some of those guys, Kate Cunningham, Evan Mobley, Suggs, Jalen Green. And um, yeah, man, I watched some Jalen Green. I made it a point to watch uh, quite a bit of Jalen Green in the G League uh, tournament that they were running um, on the Ignite. First of all, shout out to Jalen Green for even... um, playing there because playing on the ignites a whole different challenge. I mean, you're playing with a mix of veterans, NBA veterans. And I think Jared Jack was on that team, if I'm not mistaken. And he looked pretty good, by the way. Um, Who else am I forgetting? Guys, Was Amir Johnson on that team? Two Raptors legends. Oh man, Amir Johnson and Jared Jack. Um, But yeah, Jalen looked like he belonged. And I think that was the most important thing. There was times where he looked like the best player on the court, best player on the team um, for the ignite. Um, so I'm not really shocked at him being that consensus top four, top five, even for some people, top three pick. Um, so I'm a personal fan of Jalen Green, but in terms of fit on the Raptors, he can fit. I definitely think he can. I see a lot of Norman Powell in him. Um, who goes is right. I definitely see that in him. Um, I was searching up, you know, different Jalen Green profiles. Cause what I like to do is, um, not only just watch, you know, film on these guys, but, See how other scouts and people with you know draft backgrounds kind of compare these players um, not just pro comparisons, but just how they grade them, how they evaluate them and I think I went through three different draft profiles and I saw three of the same pro comparisons, and that was Eddie Jones for Jalen green um and whoever's ever wa- whoever's watched Eddie Jones, that guy was. I think it was 6'6", six, six, maybe 6'5", six, like pretty athletic in his prime, and he would just glide. And that's what Jalen Green is. He's so smooth, makes everything look so easy, attacks the rim with like incredible aggression um, for his size. Pretty good wingspan. Like it's not crazy, but pretty good. Um, I would like Jalen Green on the Raptors, but I feel like we're – Are we a bit out of our element, guys, talking about Jalen Green and and Jalen Suggs? I'm a big fan of Jalen Suggs as well. I'm not going to act like I've seen a lot of him. Most of what what I've seen from Jalen Suggs is um, his film from March Madness. I didn't get to watch a lot of Gonzaga games this past season. So I'm a fan of both. I think Jalen Suggs is – I saw a Jason Kidd pro comparison for him, a big, tall point guard with pretty good playmaking skills, a guy who can run the offense, I think, obviously better than Jalen Green. Um, and then like Hoopku said, a guy who, um, can do those, who has the ability to make those Kyle Lowry slash Tom Brady <laughs> touchdown passes. Uh, um, yeah. I'm a fan of both, man. They both make the game look so easy. I, I love them both.
0: Yeah. The reason I asked the question is actually the reason you brought up, which is like the Raptors have a really hard philosophy decision to make in this draft with this pick mm-hmm. because, they have amassed so many players who are Raptors players who happen to play like in very, like have very similar strengths and weaknesses, whether it's defense and transition and like, you know, OG Ananobi, Siakam types, right? Where they drafted these pretty raw prospects that were more defensive guys, motors, transition guys. But now the whole roster seems to be filled with them. And it's like, do you take a guy like Suggs who fits right into that and you become like this elite defensive team probably that kills it in transition? Really, that's what a Nick Nurse team has been even in the G League uh, and and overseas when he's coached those type of teams. Or do you get like the missing piece, which I think Jalen Green is more so in terms of like a creator who an athletic guy who can create his own shot who the Raptors have been missing for all these years with, you know, other than Kawhi. So that's Mm -hmm. why I ask like other than those two prospects, I guess, where do you, where do you guys think the Raptors should go? Like, should they double down on defense and target a guy like a Scotty Barnes, who I think is really interesting and we should talk about, or should they Mm -hmm. go for more of like a high upside offensive prospect?
3: What do you guys Mm. think? I love Scotty Barnes, man same but he it's like, is, yeah he is i'm so a big cool. fan of him he, he,
2: i i just love his energy on the court where he's just like yeah he's got like that kg type he's just
3: yeah like he's just he's everywhere he's 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 versus super versatile i feel like he plays with so much power and he's super energetic i get like um i was on uh what website was i on i forgot which one I was looking at some Scotty Barnes videos a few days ago and um, it was a YouTube video that they linked their pro comparison for him was Draymond Green and they were showing a side by side clip of Draymond and Scotty Barnes um, and yeah man they're both super energetic. If you've ever watched Draymond Green at Michigan State, he was like the brain of the operation just like he was, he has been for Golden State the last five, six years and um, yeah, man, I'm a big fan of Scotty Barnes. He's he's I think he's like 230 pounds, but he plays like he's lighter than 230 pounds. He's six nine, um, but I think his energy, his length, his explosiveness is what probably stands out the most for me. Um, high ceiling, man. High ceiling guy. Super high ceiling for for Scotty Barnes. Maybe not the floor you're looking for. And remember, or we talked about the Raptors. Um, naturally their draft kind of strategy these last five, six, seven years has been to draft these high-floor prospects like Malachi Flynn and uh, seniors, NBA-ready guys. Um, Scotty Barnes is a guy that, I don't know, Orin, like super high ceiling, but the floor is it's it's down there, I think, compared to some other prospects out there. I know we mentioned Davion Mitchell um, on the show after the the Grizzlies game, and I love his floor, but Scotty Barnes is – I hate using this term, but he's more boomer bust than I think um, some of the other guys in this draft. Yeah, do you like him, Hoop Goose?
2: I do like him. I don't know if I'd say I'm as low on his floor just because Mm -hmm. I think he's like an impact defender from day one. Mm -hmm. And just based off that, you're going to have like an NBA player, right? Like a lot of players, their floor is not an NBA player. I think for Scotty just based off his defense and uh, his IQ and just his overall passing ability, that I don't really see a scenario where he's not an NBA player. So in terms of his floor, I don't think it's that low. Mm -hmm. I do think the the big conundrum with him is that he might just not be able to score. Like,
3: he's not a good shooter. (laughs) That's probably why they gave him the dream on comparison. Yeah, he's...
2: (laughs) his form is not that bad actually like if you told me he's shooting like 35 Mm percent like a year or two i'd be like yeah okay i could see that but the problem with him is you might even see it in these highlights is that he can't jump (laughs) like like oh man his touch is not great and he all of his dunks or whatever you'll see that he he gets up like 10 inches off the ground he he can't jump which is Mm -hmm. uh interesting in terms of just looking for offense, which is what Oren mentioned earlier, is that are the Raptors looking for someone who can be that offensive guy for them, or are they just going to double down on the defense thing?
3: Yeah. yeah. That play is crazy. Yeah, I mean, that's a that's, card, by the way.
0: No, his defense is outrageous, and I think a lot of teams will be really happy to draft him, but I think, like, I, I don't know. I don't... I don't know. Honestly, I'm, I'm torn because on one, on one hand I see like this lineup where it's OG Siakam and Barnes in the front court. And it's like, no one is scoring on that. But <laughs> on the other hand, I, I don't think the Raptors are scoring a whole lot on the other end. And I, I, I'm kind of leaning towards them kind of taking more of a flyer on a offensive minded guy who, because on a lot of teams that players like take, for example, Josh Giddy his defensive shortcomings would be really bad on a lot of teams, but on the Raptors, they'll hide him. They'll put him on the worst, you know, offensive player. And, and like his playmaking, I just think would be so huge for them. So I think I'm leaning towards more of like, this is their opportunity to not get the same player that they love to get. Like you can get that player late in the first round. We know this, you know, they've done it several times. I think, I think where we are right now, maybe go for someone with a little bit more of offensive pop. Because really, you look at the Raptors' big three, like Fred, Og, and Siakam, and you could argue that they're all better defensive players than they are offensive players, right? Mm-hmm, like that's mm-hmm. not crazy to say. So probably accurate. Yeah, that's where I am. Uh, yeah, I'll ask you, Hoop Goose. Like, what? Who are some of the prospects you like in this draft, especially? With the Raptors fit in mind,
2: uh, hmm. I, I'm a little more into the uh, defensive dynasty idea than you are. Like, okay, if we end up taking Scotty, I'd be pretty happy. Yeah, Same. I would. I would be pretty. I'd be pretty experimental with it, Honestly, like I thought about putting Scotty at the point and then running out this giant lineup of uh, hmm. of like long guys who. Uh, or like an angry swarm of arms on defense. Yeah, I think that's out there too. Yeah, you have like Scotty, Fred, OG, Siakam, and then you throw in Boucher or uh, maybe a Rashawn Holmes, and yeah. and then you just have so much length and mobility on the floor. Is it's uh yeah. It reminds me of uh, when we played the nineteen Sixers in the playoffs, and how much the Raptors struggled against that lineup besides Kawhi. Mm-hmm. lot <laughs> uh, uh, that kind of size and def- defense could uh, be really something. Uh, offensively, yeah. I do agree that it's important we find someone that can do that, but I don't think we should force it, you know? Yes. Yeah. So, like, by that, I mean, like, if we have, like, Giddy, who's a good offensive prospect, but I'm not as high as the rest of uh... – well, I'm not on the hype train, let's just say that. Because I don't think he's a better prospect than Scotty. And I think it would be a mistake to uh, take him over Scotty just based off, oh, he might be better offensively. Because I'm very much not a draft for fit guy. Yes.
1: Yeah. It's, it's just not how I see how the draft should be used. If you're struggling with alcohol or drugs, Recovery Centers of America can help. RCA's local inpatient and outpatient programs are founded on science and delivered with heart from an expert caring team who will inspire and guide you every step of the way. Call 1-800-941-2358 to speak with a treatment advisor. At RCA, you'll be in a community that builds connections and fosters support from peers and RCA's team of medical professionals. At RCA's state-of-the-art campuses, they tailor your treatment treatment to you and also offer specialized programs for patients with history of trauma or relapse for young adults for adults 50 plus for lgbtq patients who wish to seek treatment without worry of stigmas a confidential program for first responders and military and a faith-based program recovery centers of america accepts patients 24 7 and is in network with most insurance providers don't wait call 1-800-941-2358 800-941-2358